hello, Bagel Babes. Welcome to the Bagel Babe podcast, or welcome back if you are a subscriber. I'm your host. I'm Kelsey, the blogger behind Blondes and Bagels, www.blondesandbagels.com. Today, my friends, I'm itching to talk about something that I've been experimenting with in my own life, and that is plant-based eating. So I just wanted to talk about what plant-based eating even is, my experience, and then also like a few tips and tricks. Because here's the thing, more and more people are advocating for plant-based living, and we're all smart. We know eating fruits and veggies is good for us, but the reality is that the majority of the population doesn't really eat the good stuff, um, either because it seems intimidating or tricky, or if you're like me, there's this preconceived notion that vegetables taste bland and gross. So let's discuss. We're all about dishing out no BS tips for better living, so what better topic? First, I want to say this is a incredibly privileged conversation to even be having. Any conversation about lifestyle or diet specifically like this, like wellness as a topic is a really privileged conversation because it implies both access and choice, um, which just means it's a privilege to be able to discuss it. So from both like a pricing perspective, and even though plants don't necessarily cost more than meat, but the reality is that like organic high quality produce or even, you know, high quality meats, like that costs more than say fast food, right? And then from an access perspective, not all neighborhoods have easy access to healthy food options. There seems to be fast food on every corner. Not all neighborhoods have healthy organic markets. Like this conversation um, with myself and also conversations I've listened to on other podcasts, it, it just reeks of privilege. I'm always really triggered by podcasts or videos or interviews that jump right into this conversation of plant based living or we're not talking about veganism or vegetarianism. I don't know how you say it. Either way, that's not what we're talking about today. And we're not talking about like pro-plant versus pro-meat. We're just talking about healthy eating. But in general, I've noticed that a lot of people will just dive right into this topic and say, well, if you're going to eat meat, eat the highest quality. And it's like, that's not, that's a privilege. It's it's not as easy as it sounds. So I just want to make that point before I even start that plant-based healthier living, wellness, this whole, you know, search for better living, like that, that is not as easy um, of a thing. You can't just say anyone can do it. So I just, you know, I just want to get that out of the way. And I think that we need to make a point when we have conversations about health and wellness of acknowledging our privilege and being able to have that conversation. Okay, so first and foremost, let's just talk about what I even mean when I say plant-based. Because I think plant-based has a lot of different meanings to different people, right? So people hear plant-based and they think, oh, so no meat, right? But when I'm talking about plant-based for the purposes of this podcast, I definitely don't mean strictly vegetarian or vegan. I just mean you mostly eat plants. And that's what I'm advocating for in this podcast and want to break down a little bit about my experience, why I've chosen to do it, and some tips and tricks to sort of transition that way. Basically, when you look down at your plate, half or more should equal plants. Boom. Plant-based. But to start with my own journey, I mean, this podcast is basically my narcissistic temple to my love of all things me. So obviously, let's start with my own plant-based tryst. 
first off, I fucking love food. All food, especially delicious, savory, salty foods. Obsessed. My entire brand name is an ode to my love of carbs for fuck's sake. And I'm not talking like complex carbs. I'm talking beautiful, processed carbs in bread form, like approximately 72% extraction type of grain. Plain ass bagels, cheese, pizza. I fuck with it. But you know what else I fuck with is a metabolic age legitimately four years above my real age and also a visceral fat percentage I'm not proud of. I've just got a lot of thoughts on how obsessed we are with the quote unquote fat that's visible, which like more on that in another podcast, I'm trying to work through um, an appropriate guest for that conversation. But for me, what I started to like really give immense amounts of shits about was my actual metabolic health, my metabolic age, my visceral fat, um, and just like a general desire for more longevity and strength and health in that way versus focusing so much on like a number I wanted to lose on the scale. Because let's think about this. How many people do you know in your life, either personally or in the news, celebrities, etc.? How many people do you know actually die of old age? And I'm not trying to get morbid, but like actually die of old age. There, There's very few. Most of us die from disease. And many of them are chronic diseases that, if we're just being very transparent, have been a pandemic long before COVID was around. You know, heart disease, obesity, diabetes. Like these are things that plague our country, specifically America, and have been for decades. But I digress. Back to me, lols. Basically, I felt like shit since I graduated college. I've done elimination diets in the past. I, literally in college, I had my stool tested. That was a fucking joy, a story for another time. And really, all that resulted in was a diagnosis of IBS, which literally means they can't find anything medically wrong with me, but I seem to have problems digesting food. I just have a sensitive digestive system, just like the rest of my sensitive-ass self. And here's like the real reality of this. I've probably felt like shit for so long that I truly didn't remember what it was like to not feel like shit, to not feel bloated and a little sluggish. I just, I thought that was normal. Everyone's a little bloated. Everyone's a little tired. But I went down the usual rabbit hole that I do of wellness, better living, etc. I started consuming loads of content. And I really, I don't mean quote unquote influencer content. I'm talking like actual books and lectures and documentaries all about plant-based living just out of curiosity. And I thought, well, well, shit, this seems to be a good situation for some people. And even the professionals who do advocate for animal protein and dairy advocate for more plants. Everyone is pro-plants, period. So, I figured, let's try more plants, see how we feel. Bless my mom. She's my favorite cook of all time. Um, she's like New York Italian. Our meals growing up, I mean, manja, like, fuck me, pasta galore, delicious. But I, I just wouldn't say that we had, like, an array of primarily vegetarian meals. Um, so, yeah, this has been a journey for me to embrace veggies and fruits in a whole new way. Like, other than just steaming them and choking them down bland and saying that that's how it has to be done. But, you know, we'll talk tips and tricks. But before we get into the tips and tricks that I've learned along my road, you know, some basic pros and cons of eating more plant-based. Let's do it. I mean, pros, like I said, even the pro meat and dairy 
doctors and medical professionals recommend more plants, period. All medical professionals who are any sort of good at what they do recommend more fruits and veggies, period. End of that story. And why? Because plants are healthy as fuck. They're loaded with nutrients. They're low in caloric density, meaning you can eat a whole lot of them, or at least most of them anyway. You can eat a whole lot of them for fewer calories than you could for the same serving of other items, especially if we're comparing that to something more processed. I mean, fruits and veggies promote good health. They promote clear arteries and clear skin and healthy visceral fat levels. Like the list goes on and on. There's really no reason to make an argument. You know, there's there's no reasons bigger than that um, in terms of making an argument for the pros of more plant-based living. It's It's really the two cons that tend to turn most people off. So one... It's intimidating to eat more plant-based. I I just, this is a societal thing. We have fucked up. The food industry has made everyone think that, one, most plants don't taste all that great. And we probably think that not because they told us that, but because when you eat salty, processed, I mean, delicious things, right? And then you go and eat some broccoli, yeah, you're probably going to think most plants don't taste that great, right? Especially in comparison to a pizza. And two, eating more plants is expensive is the other, like, quote-unquote con. Um, Look, neither of these cons are really all that true, but when you live in a world where there's a fast food chain on pretty much every corner, it's not surprising that we don't think broccoli tastes as good as that greasy burger that only costs three bucks. And plant-based eating is intimidating to people because it's very foreign. I found a super interesting 2019 Vox article It referenced two Gallup polls that showed only about 5% of the American population labels themselves as vegan or vegetarian. And like, we're not talking in this podcast explicitly about, you know, people that don't eat animal protein. I, I just think that when you look at those numbers, I think we can make a fair assumption that most of us just don't eat primarily plant based, even if we do eat meat. And we don't really have any idea how to do so in a way that doesn't feel like we are depriving ourselves of things that taste good because no one likes a plain steamed, you know, head of broccoli. Um, Or, you know, maybe some people do, but normal people don't. So there's that. And, you know, I think like the other thing here that people would label as an argument against plant-based living, especially if you're talking about being a vegan or being a vegetarian, it's this like assertion that it's really hard to get all the nutrients you need. I I feel like everybody screams from the top of their lungs, well, what about protein? Everybody cares about protein. And here's the thing, sure, plain lettuce lacks substantial protein, fine. But what about lentils, chickpeas, black beans, tempeh? Like, the list of plant-based proteins goes on and on. You can get plenty of protein on a plant-based diet. But the problem is, is you have to know how to eat in a balanced fashion, which honestly goes right back to our societal fuck-up of not properly educating any of us on nutrition or how to eat a balanced diet, plant-based or not. Like, we'll spend a lot of time in school learning a whole lot of shit about how to pass a test, but we don't learn about how to properly fuel our bodies. And honestly, most of us are actually fiber deficient more so than protein. I I can't even cite a source for that one because there's just too many damn studies to reference it. I've read too many books that talk about it. Most of us don't eat a balanced diet, regardless of our plant or meat preferences. So really, that's the issue all around. Okay, I love a good bitch session like the next gal, but, you know, 
this whole podcast is about making sure that you walk away with actual tips and tricks to improve your life, live better. So let's talk about how you can incorporate more plants into your diet without feeling like you're killing your soul. And numero uno, fix your fucking mindset. You can't come at this from a mindset of what you're removing. You have to focus on what you're adding. We aren't talking about removing meat. We aren't talking about removing quote-unquote fun foods, but really more just saying that plants can be plenty of fun too and eating more of those. So it's not that we are saying adios to some of our favorite foods. We're just adding new ones to the plate. And another mindset shift on top of that is really learning how to eat or cook more plant-based. It's not intimidating. And And it shouldn't be viewed as intimidating or work. It should actually be really more from a mindset perspective, this fun exploratory process. It's something new to learn and to digest, literally. Not only can you have fun trying to make your fave non-plant-based foods in plant form, like I've tried mac and cheese, buffalo wings, quesadillas. Follow me on Instagram at Blondes and Bagels if you want to see some of those meals. I show a lot of them. But it's also just fun to learn about new food genres, like There are so many different types of cuisines that I had never, ever dabbled in before trying to become more plant-based. Indian food, Burmese food, like these are cuisines that I had never ordered takeout at, never gone to a restaurant for, and definitely never cooked in my own home. And now I get to experience all those new foods. So I'm just adding more and learning more. And the next tip I'd say is really cook more at home if you can. Cooking at home with more plants, it's way less cost prohibitive. I mean, eating out is pricey in general, whether you're doing plant-based or not. But in addition to that, you'll know exactly what goes into your food. And I just think cooking at home more rather than eating out, not only is it good for the wallet, it's good for the body. It's like one of the best things you can do for your health. Next up, make small changes. I'm not vegan. I'm not vegetarian. I'm definitely not advocating for this like stop and drop sort of approach to handling any of your food groups, right? I think we should all just advocate for our health and what's on our plates in really the only way that we can do it consistently. And that's to make tiny changes. Going, you know, cold turkey and doing nothing but a bunch of plants, you know, it it might not be sustainable, So always have a veggie with every meal, snack on fruits first before grabbing something else like, you know, your usual snack of chips or toast or whatever it might be. Just make tiny changes, a little bit more water, buying extra fresh produce at the store, like whatever you can to start incorporating more plants into your diet. But in small ways, I'll make you bet that those small ways start to add up. And honestly, my last tip, and this is a big one when it comes to anything personal development, personal growth, and personal health and wellness, you really have to know your why. I don't know about you. I have tried a lot of different ways of eating. I've tried a lot of different exercise classes and and ways to, you know, admittedly lose weight. And it's really hard to stick with those things if you don't remember your big why. Why you are choosing to go on this journey. As you're adding those extra veggies to your plate or grabbing a bowl of berries for a snack, seriously, take a moment, hone in on what you're doing for you and not just you, actually, your family by making that healthy plant-based choice. You're marching towards a lower risk of chronic metabolic disease. You're adding years to your life. If you can remember that bigger picture, it's so much easier to do these small actions consistently. 
And I know this is one big giant rant. I mean, if you subscribe to this podcast, that's all this podcast is. So hi, hello, (laughs) nice to see ya. But it's just a topic I feel really passionate about lately. I am dying to learn more about plant-based eating. I'm dying to learn more recipes. If you have any, again, hit me up on Instagram at Blondes and Bagels. And yeah, let's keep on chatting. Let's talk about eating more fruits and veggies and making them taste as good as a pizza. If you've figured out that secret, call me, beat me. Anyway, that's it for today, guys. Catch you later.